Hello and welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1571. The topic is training and the title is How to Personalize Your Weekly Training Schedule. Awesome. So we've been doing some How to Personalize uh, podcasts and this was a request We've been doing kind of previously specific lifts or specific body parts. So the most recent one we had was podcast 1,563, which was how to personalize your bench press training. We also had podcast 1,559, how to personalize your back training. We also had uh, podcast 1,554, how to personalize your leg training. And I think we had one more off to go to the next page here was... Podcast 1550 is how to personalize your chest training. So we've done a lot of how to personalize. I had somebody reach out and they asked if I would talk about just general weekly schedules. So they loved the personalization podcast and they kind of wondered, well, you're talking about how to train my chest, but when should I train my chest? (laughs) And I was like, well, this is an awesome topic. So we're going to get into it. The idea here is... We want to create a weekly workout schedule that best matches your, you, your needs. Now, mass programs, when you look at programs written for anyone, they are going to take a stab at, uh, a guesstimate at what most people need. Now, if they're a you know good trainer, they're going to be aware, okay, most people have crappy posture, so I want to be working on things with posture. Most people have weak core, so I want to be doing some things that will help improve their abdominal strength and bracing. And then we know, okay, for most people, if I want to create a healthy program, I have to balance the amount of pushing movements versus pulling movements, the amount of squatting kind of knee bend focus where my torso stays upright movements with hip hinging movements where my torso has to change angle. So good programming can be general to what most people will need. And for most people, it'll get good progress. However, if you want to learn more, if you want to take that next step, it would be helpful to learn how to personalize your programming. So what we're going to do is by the listener's request, We're going to discuss muscle growth as one kind of training goal and then strength and general fat loss and muscle shaping. So the listener is a personal trainer and they were just wondering, given these three topics, these three goals, how would I, what what, what would be like some personalization aspects that I would think of? So awesome that they asked, you know, very honored by that. So let's go through it. So muscle growth is how they train. They do bodybuilding and kind of body aesthetics. And then they said, you know, like they also have clients, they have similar goals. So how would I, what's one way or what's a way that we could personalize their weekly workout schedules? One thing I do is to think of a body part list. So I think of all the body parts I could train, uh, not individual muscles because that would be too long of a list. (laughs) So I'll give you the list that I think through here in a second. But what I would do for each body part is I want to kind of number them from most important to least important. So I'm going to go through a list here. The list would be neck. I do have some people who train to build the thickness of their neck. So I want to include that as something to consider. Then I have chest, back, shoulders, triceps, biceps, forearms, core, glutes, quads, hamstrings, calves. 
So that's pretty much head to toe. You know, unless you also want to train your ears. <laughs> pretty much stay everything head to toe. Uh, that's going to be kind of body parts that we could think of for a, a workout. So again, neck, chest, back, shoulders, triceps, biceps, forearms, core, glutes, quadriceps, hamstrings, calves. I would number those. And then the thing that's number one should be trained three times per week and as early in the week as possible, aiming for 20 working sets within the week. Now, we want to, well, the reason why we want to train it as early in the week as possible is because we're most fresh, we have the most energy, so we would get the best quality of training. But then also, as your schedule and weekly kind of life goes on, you might miss a workout or have to reorganize your workouts. So the, the more you can get of the important things in earlier in the week, the less likely you are to miss those things. Now, if you have to train them, you can train them every other day, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That's one idea. Or you could even do back-to-back -back days. So maybe I train it Monday, super aggressive, and then I touch on it again Wednesday and Thursday. So I might do 10 working sets on Monday, 5 working sets on Wednesday, 5 on Thursday. That gives me 20 total working sets for the week. So you can do it every other day. You could do two, day, two of the days back-to-back, -back, then plus like an, uh, its own day on somewhere else. But the idea is, is to schedule it three times a week, try to get 20 working sets, and try to do it uh, as early in the week as possible. Now, for, for number two, what is number two on the list? The second most important thing. Try to train it twice a week and at least get in 15 working sets. Then the rest of the body parts can be trained at least once a week. And you want to have at least kind of around 10 working sets. If you fall a little short on the things that don't really matter much to you, that's okay. But the idea is, the thing that's number one is given the most attention. The thing that's number two is the second most attention, then everything else is everything else, right? That kind of makes sense. So, again, whatever your number one is, should be trained three times per week as early in the week as possible, looking for 20 working sets. The thing that's number two should be trained at least twice a week, looking for at least 15 working sets. Everything else, at least once a week, at least 10 working sets. So an example here is if I go through and number these uh, for myself. Neck, uh, like, well, I'll give you from starting at number one. So we're going to go out of body part order, but we're going to go by number order. So... My number one is chest and shoulders because I'm a jerk and I want to list multiple things as number one because <laughs> I'm going to break my own rules. But I want my chest and shoulders to grow. I have very short upper arm bones, so I have a hard time growing my chest. Um, now, if you listen, I think it was podcast 1550, which was how to personalize your chest training. I talk about the difference of upper arm length and how that impacts your chest growth. So I have a hard time growing my chest. So I want it to grow because I want it to be more visible and just kind of more dominant in videos. When I make videos online, uh, the way I look sells my knowledge. Uh, so unfortunately, that's just the way the world works. Uh, it's just, you know, reality. Somebody won't care what I know unless it looks like it's worth knowing. <laughs> so I have to look like I know what I'm talking about. And then when somebody hears what I'm talking about, they'll hopefully recognize that I do know what I'm talking about. But you have to kind of get their attention first, right? So... Um, the chest and shoulders is number one for me because they would stand out the most in videos. And I have been doing kind of more strength-based training the last 
poof, gosh, 10 years or so. So I want to get back into more bodybuilding style training, and I want to focus on my chest and my shoulders. So they're both number one. My number two is upper back because I have pretty good, like, traps like i don't train my traps directly but they grew very well from deadlifting but i don't have very good lower traps and kind of middle back i look like a, a turtle <laughs> i have very thick spinal erectors and very high traps but i don't have great upper back development in regards to depth of muscle tissue so i'm working on developing my lower traps and kind of the whole like mid back kind of bumps i want to build more bumps over my shoulder blades so that's number two my number three is glutes, quads, and hamstrings, because again, I'm breaking my own rules, and I want to have multiple things. So it's basically lower body. I want my glutes, quads, and hamstrings to grow. The more they grow, it just looks better aesthetically, uh, and it will help my core look smaller if, as my chest, back, and shoulders get bigger, and my thighs and glutes look bigger, my waistline will look smaller. So that sounds great. I would love to do that. <laughs> then number four, I have triceps, biceps, and calves, because again, I'm breaking my own rules, and they're important to me. They're just not as important as the things I've named already. Number five I have is core. I've done a lot of core work over the years because I had a lower back injury before. My core is very strong, uh, and I can feel my, like, I have fabs, basically. I'm 265 pounds-ish, 266 I think this morning, and you can see the outlines of my abs. I have decent development of my abs, so I don't really need to spend a lot of time on them because I did that for years on end, uh, and then my number six is, if I had to give them a number, would be forearms and neck, but I don't really care about those. So if, like, whatever they grow indirectly from everything else I'm doing, great. I don't really care if my forearms get any bigger, don't care if my neck gets any bigger. So they're just last. Given those numbers... How I would set up my weekly schedule could be, number one, first workout of the week is chest and shoulders. First workout of the week is my first things and priorities, so my chest and shoulders. I'd do a fly, then a press, then a fly, because that's best combination for my chest. And then for shoulders, I'd do a raise, a press, and a raise. So lateral raise, front raise, some kind of raise, because that way it takes the triceps out of it. I do some kind of press, so that way I get great heaviness onto the shoulders, and then I finish with another raise. So I'm doing kind of isolation, compound isolation for my chest and my shoulders, and that's related to my upper arm length, so that way I get predominantly growth in my shoulders and chest, not just my freaking triceps the whole freaking time. Then workout number two would be back and shoulders again. I would actually hit shoulders another day, but I would just do kind of a run-the-rack misery to start my back workout. And then I would do the rest of the workout as back. I might do some kind of nuancey type of row that I can feel like my lower traps contracting. It might not be super heavy because I want to feel the contraction. I would then do some type of pull down, which I really like because it helps open up tightness of my lats. So it helps with overall posture as well as growth. Then I'll do some kind of stupid heavy row that just annihilates everything. And then I would finish with a pull down for me because my upper traps are already well developed. So I don't do shrugs. But if, if you don't have great upper upper trap development, you'd probably want to do shrugs. Workout three, I would set up my third most important things, glutes, quadriceps, hamstrings. I'd probably throw a little bit of calves in there. I typically like to start lower body workouts with calves. One of the reasons is if your calves are tight, it'll mess up the mechanics of other lower body exercises. So you want to loosen any kind of tightness in your calves. So starting with calf training helps to loosen calves, which helps improve mobility and movement quality for the rest of the workout. So I do calves, I do a hamstring isolation because hamstrings aren't 
super well targeted if you're doing a really heavy type of uh, like leg press or squat. If you're doing a heavy deadlift or hinge movement, then hell yes, hamstrings are going to get hit really well. But if you're doing a quad, like a squat as your main lift for the lower body movement or a leg press, those are going to be more quad dominant and kind of glute involved. You're going to miss the hamstring there. So I do calves, then I do hamstrings. I then do a quadricep isolation so that way I don't need as much heavy weight on my compound movements so it doesn't thicken my core. I then would do some kind of major compound, whether it's squats that day, whether it's a leg press variation, hack squats, whatever goofy kind of major heavy misery thing I want to do. And then I do a unilateral like type compound movement, whether that's walking lunges, Bulgarian split squats, step ups, something where each leg has to work independent of the other. And I have a maintain a pretty upright torso the whole time. I don't want a ton of uh, torso angle change in the movement. That way I'm focusing a lot of glutes and I'm getting good kind of quadricep uh, involvement and a little bit of hamstring in there as well. So that's kind of how I'd structure my lower body workout. Workout four, I'm going to come back and hit chest again. I'm going to hit my shoulders again and a little bit of biceps and triceps. So for chest, I would do a fly, then a press. Then for shoulders, I'd do a raise, then another press. But I'd probably do a blended like 45 degree or 60 degree incline. So that way I'm getting both chest and shoulders in that. So upper chest and shoulder development. And then to finish, I would do a circuit with lateral raises, uh, some kind of tricep extension, some type of bicep curl. So that way I get a little bit of arms in there since they are ranked number four on my list. And but I get the extra shoulder work as well. Workout number five. Back, glutes, quads, hamstring, calves. I'm kind of cleaning up the week, hitting the rest of everything that's important. So again, I start to work out with calves because it improves the quality of everything else. Do some type of heavy aggressive row. Then I do a hamstring isolation, some kind of lower body compound movement, then a lower body unilateral movement. And typically I would... I would pair together either the hamstring isolation with another back exercise after the row or I would wait till the lower body unilateral movement and I would pair some type of pull up or pull down so that way I get a little bit of extra back touch on that day then workout six is typically just some core work at home I'll pick a YouTube routine or just make up my own routine but I do that on Saturday or Sunday and get a little bit of core work cool so that would be how I would set that up you go through your body part list, you rank one till whatever <laughs> of most important to least important. The most important thing, number one, you want to train three times per week as early in the week as possible looking for 20 working sets. Number two, should be trained twice a week looking for 15 working sets. Everything else trained at least once a week looking for 10 working sets. There you go. That's how you personalize and set up your weekly workout structure for muscle growth. Now, the next section we talked about was strength. That's what the other part, like what the listener wanted to listen, like learn about. Uh, for this one, super simple, you want to prioritize, do you want to focus more on squats versus deadlift? So pick between those two. And then do you want to focus more on bench press versus overhead press? Pick between those two. If you're in powerlifting, you're going to want to pick squat in, uh, more important than deadlift. And uh, typically the reason why is because you're going to train squat first in the week and deadlift later in the week. If you're a little fatigued going into your deadlift workout, that matches the way you're going to feel at a powerlifting meet. Because deadlift is done after squats. So I like having squats earlier in the week and deadlift second because if I'm deadlifting in a little bit of a fatigued state, that better matches the quality and what's going to feel like when I do a powerlifting meet. Now, bench press, you're going to prioritize over overhead press if you're a powerlifter. Now, if you are a strongman competitor, you're probably going to prioritize deadlift over squat and overhead press over bench press. You might do the other one. So with that structure, 
Uh, you're going to kind of decide what's more important, squat versus deadlift, what's more important, bench press versus overhead press. Then throughout the week, you're going to aim for at least three workouts in the week, probably four will be better, and you're going to use an upper body versus lower body split. You're going to start with a lower body lift that you prioritize as number one. Then you're going to, the next workout, you're going to do the upper body work lift that you prioritize as number two. And then you go back to the lower body, then back to the upper body. So for a powerlifter, it might be squat is workout one, bench is workout two, deadlift is workout three, overhead press is workout four. If you're a strongman competitor, it'll probably be deadlift is workout one, overhead press is workout two, squat is workout three, bench press is workout four. You might not even bench press. You might just do an overhead press accessory day. You know, same thing as a powerlifter. You might not overhead press. You might do a bench press accessory day. But that's how you would set up your workout schedule is you want to do the most important lower body lift as workout one, the most important upper body workout uh, lift as workout number two. Then you do the next lower body uh, workout as workout three. Then the next upper body lift is workout number four. That's it. That's pretty much it. <laughs> so, and then what you do on those days, there's a million um, theories. If you want to like learn about powerlifting, we have our powerlifting template that's available online. It's $100. It's 50 pages of, of programming information. It'll teach you how to personalize all of that and tell you what to do per workout. So you can check that out uh, on our website, www.brillarinegym.com. Okay? And it has an educational podcast paired with it, so you can learn all about that program before you decide to buy it or not. But that'll give you more and more details. Then, if your goal is fat loss and muscle shaping, if you train three times a week or less, you want to do full body workouts. If you train four times a week or less, well, or more, four times a week or more, then you want to do lower body versus upper body workouts. So you're going to do predominantly a lower body workout, predominantly an upper body workout. So if you train three times a week or less, it's a full body circuit. Now, you can kind of place a greater emphasis and do heavier variations of either lower body or upper body, and then the next workout flip-flop that, then the next workout flip-flop that. I do that with clients all the time. So it kind of depends on what you want to do. But in general, you do a warm-up for the shoulders, core, and hips. You can list the podcast 1,112 for the best warm-up routine. You can find that on our website, www.brillinergym.com. But you do some type of warm-up. You do, if it's a lower body emphasized day, you would do a lower body circuit, like two exercises at least paired together, some kind of squat focus, a lower body movement where your torso stays pretty much upright the whole time. And then you do some type of hinge focus where the upper body is, is tilting up and down, up and down. Think of like an RDL, stiff leg deadlift. So your chest and, and body start upright, then you tilt to the floor, then you go upright, then you tilt to the floor with every single repetition. So that's like a hinging at the hip. So you want to pair together a, a knee bend, like a squat variation with a hinge variation and do that kind of back to back then you would do an upper body circuit push and pull back to back and then you could choose to finish with a full body circuit um, just things that just annoy the crap out of you and get you crazy out of breath and that could be a good kind of overall workout structure if you're doing four workouts a week or more then you're going to do a, a lower body dominant workout and then an upper body dominant workout so you're going to go back and forth back and forth back and forth so the lower body dominant, you might choose to do the warm-up, then maybe a major lower body compound lift, whether that's a major squat or a major hinge variation. Then you do a back-to-back -back two exercises paired together, a superset, of another kind of squat variation and another hinge variation, so just one, like one for each. And then you might finish with a full body workout uh, circuit. 
So maybe push-ups, planks, you know, different types of uh, maybe one-arm dumbbell rows, just things that are full body. But they're not as heavy because you're already worn out as the end of the workout. Then for the upper body workout, again, you would do a war upper, like a warm-up for the full body. Then you do maybe a major compound push movement for that day or maybe major, major pull movement for that day. Then you do a push-pull superset and then a full body circuit to finish. Okay? So that is how you can personalize your programming, your weekly training schedule. If your goal is muscle growth, we talked about that one. If your goal is strength, it's pretty much squat bench, deadlift, overhead press. Or if you're a strong man, deadlift, overhead press, squat bench. That's kind of your weekly workout structure. If you're doing general fat loss and muscle shaping, if it's three times a week or less, full body workouts. Easy. <laughs> if you're training four times or more, then you're going to alternate lower body and upper body, lower body and upper body. There you go. So that's how I would set that up. Uh, and awesome. Okay. So hopefully that answered everything. If you want help with this, we have a lot of services. We have our one-on-one -on -one coaching service where I write your training and programming for you. We would work together for however long you wanted. Uh, there's no contracts with any of the services we do. So we work together for a couple months if you want, and then you take with it, you run with it, and you have everything you need, and you go on your own. We also have our live monthly programming service where you can choose a program focus and then just follow along with workouts that I create every four weeks that are brand spanking new every four weeks. And with that, we have a weekly virtual Q&A. You can sign in to the virtual Q&A session, ask any questions you want, and I'll answer them live. We also have a Google Doc that you can answer questions, you can ask questions anytime, 24-7, and I answer those questions once a week in the document. Then we have exclusive content for education videos uh, just for the subscribers for that service. Our program focus points are power building, which is kind of like bodybuilding and powerlifting, so bodybuilding and strength training combined. Then we have a pure bodybuilding program. We have a female shape development program. We have a functional athleticism where it's strength and functional fitness, athletic fitness. And then we have functional longevity where it's strength and then also just how to maintain quality of movement um, throughout your life. So those five uh, program focal points. You can learn all about that on our website, www.brutalirongym.com. Right now, the programming, all that is 50 a month. $50 a month. You get a brand new program every four weeks. You get... Q&A, you can ask any questions you want 24-7, anytime. I answer them at least once a week. And then you get that live virtual uh, session. You can ask questions in person anytime you want virtually. And then we have that uh, exclusive content. So tons of, tons and tons of stuff. Love that. Uh, so if you want to sign up for that, just uh, sign up on our website, uh, com. Okay, so tons of hopeful, good education. You can take with it and run. You now know that you're supported if you want any kind of services. So hopefully, whatever you need, we offer something for that. <laughs> cool. Well, if you have any questions, feedback, suggestions, anything you want to know, let us know at our email, brutalirongym at gmail.com. If you have any questions, anything, I'm always here. I'm always happy to help. Then if you like the podcast, please share the podcast. If you share the podcast, let people know that we answer questions for free. So that way they're like, encouraged to reach out to us. And then thank you to those who donate to support the podcast. You can do that on our website. The podcast does have a high host cost every year. I give an hour to it every day. So I appreciate the donations to help cover the cost and the time. Uh, even just $5 a month is super helpful and really appreciate it.
And then if you like the information we share in our podcast, you can find more from us on our social media channels. I post on Instagram every day, YouTube a lot. So check us out, find us, and follow us on both places under the name Brutal Iron Gym. As always, I hope this was helpful, and thank you for listening.